Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Yeah! ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. It is the Friday before the first bye week as ESPN Chicago is the official home of the Chicago Bears. The first bye week for us as a station, Pat, the designer. I am Jeff Meller. We're in for Carmen and Yurko today. It is the first bye weekend. That means that Yurko has taken advantage of it. He's skipped town. He's out of here. Sylvie's headed to Mexico. That means Carmen's going to be in with Waddle today. So that means the fine listeners out there will be subjected to a little Meller and Pat the Designer as we fill in for Carm and Yerk today. But I promise you, even though it is the bye week, there'll still be plenty of Bears talk coming your way today. Oh, yeah. Post, post squad. Post, post squad in the building. Absolutely. We're out here in the daylight for once. Uh, Pat and I usually work with Jason McKee. We're the post, post game show uh, after... Bears games, two hours after the game goes final, yeah. you can always hear us. So that's usually where you'll catch us, but we have a chance to uh, do a little bit of, we'll, we'll go everywhere today, as we don't have to just focus on the Bears, but I promise you it will be primarily Bears, because even though it's the bye week here, we've arrived at a spot now where I want to ask the listeners, Pat, what are you doing with the bye week? It's December 1st today, so it is rainy out, it's in the 40s, it's probably going to be like that on Sunday. I'm curious as to how the listeners out there are going to use this Sunday. Are you somebody who when the Bears are on by, you take advantage of it and you do something that is not football related? Yeah. Or are you like most of us, a football fanatic who will consume football whenever and wherever it takes place? Yeah. For instance, Thursday Night Football. Were you there last night watching Dak and the Cowboys hold on to beat the Seahawks? Or will you try and use that day to do something with uh, some of the people who you neglect throughout the year? That's the question I have for all our listeners out there today, Pat. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, um, I'm all in on football. I'm getting some Bulls basketball in there as well. Yeah, but but I'm all in on, I'm all in on the football. Like the, the bye week for me, or even like the mini buys that we've gotten the 10 days. Yeah. It's just my time to sit down and watch what competent football consistently looks like. When you just go through and you're just like, oh, man, are are you telling me week in and week out I can count on this offense to be a good offense? That's fun to watch. Yeah, I could count on this defense to go out there and make plays. That's fun to watch. Consistency is what I watch during the bye week. And so uh, I I thought, right, Thursday night football last night, all in on that. Um, watching Dallas and Seattle go at it. It it was, it was the probably, is that the best Thursday night football game of the year? Mm, That might be the best one that we saw last night. It was, it it was very entertaining. How about that? Let's say that. I don't know if it was the best. I have to run through. I don't have a catalog of all the Thursday night games committed to memory just yet, but I can run through it and uh, give you an assessment. It might be. It was a very, uh, it was very fun to watch last night. A lot of offense, 41 to 35. No punts. I believe just the fifth time in NFL history that that has taken place. And I love how everybody says it's, you know, it's turning into an analytical game. That's kind of what you're seeing. The truth is it's not analytics. It's a 
multiple generations of Madden players now finally arriving at the point where they are old enough to be NFL coaches. That's yeah. what last night was. That's how Mike was, McDaniels it, learned. It was it was watching Thursday Night Football yeah. on Prime. It was watching uh, a Madden live stream game is what it was. No punts. No need for it. Yeah. Let's just throw the ball all over the yard. I, I I loved it. I thought, listen, offensively, heck of a game. Uh, and it was entertaining from from beginning to end. And mm-hmm. I mean, listen, you got to talk about Dak Prescott and what he was able to do last night. I mean, he balled out. It's it's the first time I listen. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm I'm not a fan of Cowboys fans. I'm very much on the Stephen A. Smith side of things when it comes to the Cowboys, right? But I got to admit, when, when you see somebody go out there and play like Dak did last night, he put on a master class yesterday. And I thought that that was really, really good quarterback play from him. And despite that, though, what's your confidence level in someone like Dak Prescott? He, after last, after last night's performance and really the last five or six weeks, he's been the best quarterback, at least statistically, in football. But what's your confidence level? Because after the way the Cowboys have gone out the last two years in the playoffs, you know, having their, you know, they're basically throwing up all over themselves yeah. in the, in those spots. Can anything that Dak does during the regular season sway you to a point where you'll feel confident picking him and the Cowboys to come through the NFC? No, I, I, I never pick the Cowboys to get the job done. Right. And that's the that's the expectation of the Cowboys. I will be surprised like many uh, most people in America when the Cowboys finally get the job done, because we've seen Cowboys teams that I think you can say are more dominant than this team has been this season. Not get the job done, not be able to finish. Now, the, the one Cowboy team that should have went to the Super Bowl right where Des Bryant didn't make the catch, but. We all know that he well, made the catch. Yeah, I mean, like, should they? I, well, I'm not going to give you. They should have gone to the Super Bowl. They, they were. They could have. They should have advanced to the next round. I'm not saying that. All right, let's not get completely <laughs> sidetracked. Taking it back too far. Let's take it back. Let's not get completely sidetracked. I just, I, I, I look at you know this Cowboys team and I say I like what I'm seeing. I, I like you know what they're able to put on the field. I think finally Tony Pollard being able to get himself going as well really helps this team. Um, but at the end of the day. I don't think that the track record changes. I don't think that who Dak Prescott is in the playoffs changes, right? When you look at a lot of times in the playoffs, the guys that I need to make or the the guys that you need to be elite to continue to get to that Super Bowl to finally break through usually become a shell of their former selves. And we've seen that too many times with this Cowboys team. And I think that this is a team, even with how well they play, you stop two guys on that team and it's over. If you slow down Dak Prescott, they don't have another option. If you slow down Micah Parsons, they don't have another option. Well, see, I, when you say you slow down Dak Prescott, that's that's an entire passing game, right? So that's more than just slowing down a guy. You know, the, like I thought you were going to say if you slow down C.D. Lamb, can the Cowboys, you know, beat you? And he's been one of the best wide receivers in football. Yeah. But uh, that's where I get to. It's fascinating to kind of watch. I know some diehard Cowboys fans, very close uh, friends, actually, and they live and die with the Cowboys. And, you know, my one buddy Izzy's always uh, uh, fooling himself into thinking that this is going to be the year that the Cowboys, you know, are finally going to break through. But he was actually alive during the early 90s, so he remembers three Super Bowls in four years, and he can convince himself that it can get back to that way. Maybe in some ways the very way Bears fans can convince themselves if they live through the 85 season that someday – it can all come together again if you can just finally get the right quarterback matched with the right offensive coordinator and head coach, and all of a sudden you can get back to the glory days. 
watching last night, the Cowboys were excellent, but they still found themselves in a spot where Mike McCarthy was putting them in position to lose that football yeah. game, right? And so that's why I have a hard time buying into what I'm seeing. Dak has a has a lot of fun beating up on the you know the punch, the punching bags around the league. I, I haven't seen him do it against great teams. He had a chance against Philadelphia earlier this year, right. and what did they do? They threw the ball short of the end zone in, in, a, in an, a huge opportunity to win that game. I guess it all comes back around to watching and dissecting these quarterbacks on a week-in and week-out basis like we do with Justin Fields. Think about how it is if you're a Cowboys fan. You're watching greatness with Dak Prescott. You're watching a guy who could potentially win the MVP. Yeah. He made and a case ultimately, for it, for sure. you still may not trust him heading into the playoffs if they have to play the 49ers or the Eagles. Is that a better spot to be in than where where you are as, with the Bears? I mean, I, like I'm saying, you picking the Cowboys if they have to go to Philly. You picking the Cowboys if they have what, to go to San Francisco. I, I, that's a better spot to be in to me than the Bears I, right the, now. Than the Bears right now. That's a better spot to be in because guess what? Like I, I have answers now. Do, are there things that need to change, or are there things that need to be proven? Yes, but I have answers at certain positions. The Bears have question marks at too many positions, right? And that's why you're in this situation right now. That's why as you as we go through this season, we're still having the quarterback debate. We're still having the, is this the right guy? We have question marks at, with our offensive play caller. At a minimum, right, yes, they were in a position to lose this game, but I look at the defensive side of the ball last night and say, 37 points to the Seahawks, a lot of points to give up there. And your offense still able to pull it out. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there's more Certainly. answers on the Dallas Cowboys. They just might not be the answers that are Super Bowl answers versus the Bears right now where I like what I see. I think that we're moving in the right direction. But we ha- we, we've been here before. I, I get, we, we can't pretend like we haven't been in this exact spot multiple times. Well, it, see, this is where I get back. And this is why the quarterback, it always comes back to the quarterback question. Because someone like Dak Prescott can go do what he's doing right now and you feel great during the regular season, but until he actually breaks through and actually gets them at least to a Super Bowl, it's always the, because like you just said, as good as the Cowboys defense has been during the season, right? uh, Deron Bland, who is the reigning NFC defensive player of the month, without the month even having ended, and he's being torn apart and picked on all night long last night by the Seahawks, right? So when you have those weak spots in an offensive-minded game, it always comes back to can the quarterback you're relying on deliver in the biggest moments and lead you there? And this is where I get back to Justin Fields, right? If It's great to have Dak. Is Dak a top-10 quarterback? I think so, right? You feel like he's he's top-10. Top-5. Yeah, yeah, that's I think that's where most people kind of hesitate and say, not sure. I really he needs to do more in the playoffs. Right. But it's that's so tough. Right. Because top five to me is right. Like there's a lot of people that would say Josh Allen is still top five. Mm-hmm. Josh I, Allen has not played well this season. He's had he's had a lot of interceptions. Yeah, I mean, like he's, he's he leads the league and uh, I believe he still leads the league in touchdown passes on the season. Right. But he also leads the league in interceptions. He's not played well. He's put his team in bad positions week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been a very big reason why they've gotten into a lot of losses this season. But people still put him in top five. For me with Dak Prescott, I would say that he's one of those guys that is maybe six and always kind of fights his way back into five, five and yeah. six back and forth, because I think it is a, it's a week-by-week week thing when you're that close. So if I could tell you that Justin could turn into Dak, 
one day. Uh, that, that, you, you would sign up for that? Justin Fields would be the greatest quarterback in Chicago Bears history. Uh, well, listen, th- there's a lot of guys. I can I can bring the bar a lot lower than that, yeah. and they'd still be the greatest quarterback well, in Bears I'm, history. I'm, I'm just saying, right, like if, if you tell me that Justin Fields becomes Dak Prescott where – there's heartbreak. Guess what? There's a lot of quarterbacks there's, that there's heartbreak with, right? Like Dan mm-hmm. Marino's arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He got the one Super Absolutely. Bowl and there's and didn't win it. And there's heartbreak there, right? Like I would rather have the guy that can that is able to continually get me to the position and then know, okay, maybe I need to change. Listen, at the end of the day, we still feel like Mike McCarthy's probably not the right guy there, right? No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think ultimately it's going to end in him being fired as the scapegoat after the season when they get bounced in the playoffs again. Yeah, but we felt like that for three years now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not like it's a new feeling. So when I look at, you know, Dak Prescott, you have the pieces in place. You don't move, they're not moving off from Dak Prescott. No, no, I know. They're going to move Listen. on from the other guys around him yes. to try and push him to the point where he's able to get to that. Super you get locked into your quarterback, you yeah. start paying him money. And when you have success and you're a perennial playoff team, you're not going to just divorce yourself from that. Yeah. But it is a very frustrating existence you lead as an NFL fan when ultimately it just results in. A, a January disappointment. Yeah. That's all I'm getting at. 312-332-3776 if you want to talk to us about Dak Prescott and how you feel about where he's at in terms of ranks in the NFL. And would you sign up for Justin Fields being Dak Prescott right now if I offered that to you? I'm curious to know what Bears fans think about that. And Lewis Riddick had some thoughts about Justin Fields' ability with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. We'll play it for you next. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Jeff Meller, Pat the Designer, and for Carmen Yerk today, Carmen's going to be in with Waddle later on from 2 to 6. We'll cross-talk with them. He's sitting in for Sylvie, who is on his way to Mexico for a little R&R as the Bears are on by this week. And that means, like I said, all these dominoes are falling so that that gives... Pat and me, the opportunity to talk with you, the ESPN Chicago listeners, 312-332-3776. If you want to jump on in and let us know how you're planning on spending the bye week this Sunday with no Bears football on your TV. I've got a a little, uh, I can give people a suggestion as to how they can, if they want to take in some NFL, how to go about it. But before I do that, Pat, I did want to ask Black and Abdallah, because usually they're the pre pregame show we're yeah, the yeah, post yeah. post but they're the pre pre that you always get usually from eight to ten on a bears sunday what's uh what are you guys doing with your sunday free for once oh i'm watching football man and and jeff like it's going to be even earlier than what we see with the national football league because i'm going to watch premier league football. i'm going to roll that right into Ooh. some nfl and then obviously saturday's college football we have football tonight Pac-12 championship. Football doesn't stop because the Bears are on a sleepy bye. Yeah. Uh, This is where we ramp up the watching, the viewing, because it's December. This is when the real teams come out to play. Yeah, I'll be watching tonight. Yes. uh, All day tomorrow. Obviously, I'm heavily invested in the SEC championship game, but in order for Alabama to get in, like eight things need to happen. Yes. And I I do want to talk about that later with you guys. I don't think this has an effect on whether it was the Bears' bye week or not, because we're going in the evening, but uh, I'll be doing some uh, boots-on-the-ground Zoo News 
reporting oh. as we uh, head to Zoo Lights on Sunday night. All Chris, right. you want to guys want to come to Zoo Lights? You guys want to? I'm busy. I'm doing my hair. Okay. Uh, so Zoo Lights, uh, <laughs> boots on the ground, reporting for some zoo news for some Lincoln Park Zoo Lights on Sunday evening. Throw uh, some so rollers in there, Chris. Right? Throw I'll, some rollers in. <laughs> I'll probably yeah. miss the end of the 49ers Eagles game. Oh no! But, uh, That's a good one. That's fine. That's all right. That's all right. I'm not. I'm not like. That's not the end of the world to no, me. No, that's fair. Is missing the end of But I would do that if the Bears played at noon, like I would still be doing yeah, yeah, yeah. I would still be doing that. So I don't think my li- my viewing habits will change very much other than I won't have the Bears game on on my TV. Are I, you guys YouTube TV guys? Yes. Anybody? Yeah. Has it gotten yeah. worse for you this year like the football watching cuz you get the four screens you're just like, "Oh my god, I've watched so much more football Here's than my problem. ever before." I, love it. I haven't a, watched a commercial in weeks. It's a great feature. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But on Saturday, Saturdays, I dislike it somewhat because I don't get to pick the four games that I want. Well, that's yeah. my biggest there's a, problem. There's a, like a million options in there. I know, there but it's one? never. There's always yeah, one game got that, that I, I don't know, care about. I know what Abdal's saying. Everyone's got their own specific yeah, yeah, yeah. combination of four. I'm like ten yes. games in each window, man. Like I need my specific games. Yeah. So I I want to be able to create. I don't think it would be that hard to add, like add to quad, add to quad, add to. You know what I mean? There's yes. probably some it technical seems, stuff that goes se- into there. It seems like a simple app, or not even app, but a simple thing that someone should yeah, be able that's to. That's my biggest gripe. Like I love YouTube TV. It's awesome. I switched this year from Hulu Live to YouTube TV. Love the feature, but I want to be able to pick my games. That's the only thing that I have a problem with. I'll give credit to you. At least, uh, have you guys noticed sometimes they throw, like, basketball in there, too? Oh, yeah. So, like, I don't don't mind it. I like it. I I, I think it's great. A little sports potpourri. Sometimes you know what you're going to get, but you might be interested. Four boxes of sports. It's great. Legit. There was was an Illinois game that was on, and it was on at, like, the same time as I think the Iron Bowl maybe when it's happening something like I that I believe so yeah and there was like just it was just like Iron Bowl Illinois down here some random game in the that's the worst part about it though if we're being 100% honest the random game in the yeah. corner that you just done it's like 65 to 2 and it's like can I switch that yeah. one out I get I get what you're saying on that it's, I'm not mad at that it's just taking a valuable space on your monitor and you're like come on there's something else I could be consuming here that I'm not taking full advantage of uh, Black and Abdallah, of course, are on from 6 to 8 tonight. You boys going to have to uh, keep one eye on the uh, the Oregon-Washington game that gets going at 7 o'clock, right? Well, Two eyes. Uh, what's up? Two eyes. <laughs> Both my eyes. Yeah. 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 We'll, uh, <laughs> you know what? It's, it's an audio uh, medium. That's a good point, Abdallah. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll preview it and then, uh, and then the, first, the final hour of uh, our show, and then we'll join it in progress. So you'll yes. hear yeah. uh, Oregon-Washington on ESPN 1000 starting at 8 o'clock tonight. My biggest problem with that game is I've, I've already bet Oregon because yeah. I think Oregon is the better team. I think they've been playing better football than Washington has. I think they're healthier. I think their defense is better. They're healthier than they were when they lost. If they if they didn't go for it on fourth down against Washington and didn't weren't successful, they gambled. Dan Lanning gambled, yeah. did, went for it on fourth down. They gave the ball back to Washington. Washington scored in two plays. Game was over, right? If they didn't do that, they would have won that game. So... I think Oregon wins. My problem is I need Washington to win. Uh, yes, that's where the, uh, the so, roll tide so, comes out there for Yeah, where, where are you rolling with? You rolling with your heart or your wallet here? No, I already one. bet Oregon. Oh, okay. Like, right. listen, that's I don't think Alabama's going to beat Georgia anyway. Yes. So the emotional hedge there, yeah, right? Exactly. For you, you'll be profitable either with your heart or your pocketbook. So Black and Abdallah coming your way 6 to 8 as they are every night on ESPN 1000. But I guess it doesn't really affect you guys so much because 
the only thing it really affects is you get to hang out at home and you get to a little extra sleep, right, on Sunday morning for you boys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What sleep? Yeah, That's absolutely. true. I'll yeah. be sleeping. Yeah, it'll be great. Black and Justin. Well, you, you know what? You'll be, sleep you'll be doing your black. hair. You got to start best, early on the hair, so that's right? The, that's the best part about being uh, babysitters for nieces and nephews is that uh, you hand them back off, and yeah. then you and your wife go home, and you sleep in the next yes. day. It's great. That's good, man. Yes. It's what I we might do. make it to like 8 o'clock, 7.30, 8 o'clock, if we play our cards right with the daughter. Yeah. It, it feels weird That's now. one you can never count on, though. I know. As a parent. I know. It feels weird, though. It's like. When you get to, like, today, my daughter slept in because she was up a little later last night. And she, like, it got to, like, 8.30. Watching Thursday Night Football. Yeah, yeah she, she, <laughs> she, she's fully invested, bro. She, no, Bulls, she actually. She She was up for Caruso's no, game winner. Don't do that She was her, watching Pat. Caruso's game winner. It, listen, I, 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 I am a glutton for pain. Uh, but, no, it was, it was uh, like, it got to 8.30, and I was like, something's wrong. And I, we got, like, a camera in there, and I looked, and I was like, why is she still sleeping? What's going on? Yeah, because she's a seven forty-five. I'm up, full of energy. Let's go party. I hey. need to be in the kitchen right now on some breakfast. It's for, like you for, just got here. For all the listeners out there, Pat, how old's your daughter? Two. And Abdallah, your daughter, eleven months. So yes, yeah, so Abdallah's more in the thick of it right now. You yeah. get a little bit of a break, yeah, yeah, Pat, yeah. because she's two. But yeah, eleven months. You, you you never know what you can count on, really, right, Abdallah? That's just you hope for. No, I mean, like it's usually around six thirty. And then we can, like, feed her and get her to go back to sleep yeah, somewhat. Yeah. It's kind of like a dog at this point where she just wakes up and wants to eat, and then we'll go back to sleep if she wants to. So hopefully we can do that on Sunday. Here comes um, the hate mail. But, yeah, like, I'll listen, I don't care. The, I, I consider it, I still call it babysitting just to piss people off. I know. Like, yeah, my wife's gone. I got to babysit this weekend, guys. It's Sorry, your right. child. It's called, it's called parenting. Yeah, I know. Shut up. <laughs> it's a joke. Dummies. Never heard of those. Uh Jeff Meller, Pat the Designer, in for Carmen Yerk today. Again, Carm will be with Waddle later from 2 to 6, so we'll cross-talk with him for all the Carm heads out there who, are, uh, who need their fix of the... Carm uh, heads? The Carm heads. Is that what we call them? Well, it looks, there's the Con heads, there's the Carm heads. All right. I, listen, we're doing Carmen and Yerko, so we have to uh, make Big sure that the folks get there. Listen, there's plenty of Carm heads out there. There's no doubt about it. Right? I just don't know if they listen, but there's plenty of people who... I think, uh, I think it's... It, are, are you... <laughs> <laughs> all right. They've already turned it off. All They're right. like, where's Carm? He's not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meller and the, 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 Pat the Designer, I've never heard of these two. So uh, That's because they, they relegate us to, to uh, 2 o'clock sorry. in the morning. We actually, yes, yes. We actually, though, uh, we're out in the light of day today on a, a rainy Friday ahead of the Bears bye. And here is my suggestion to the folks out there for how you can consume the NFL this Sunday without the Bears if you want to take in. Here is the schedule that aligns for anybody. You don't need to be a YouTube TV subscriber. This is just old-fashioned what's being broadcast locally here. And it sets up nicely, I think, for Bears fans because you can take a look at some what-might-have-been options here, Pat. Because at noon on Sunday, the CBS game locally is going to be the Broncos at the Texans. Which means you can take a look at CJ Stroud action. Well, the revitalized first, the revitalized Russell Wilson, yeah. who the Bears were trying to trade three first round picks for back in the Ryan Pace days, but it, the Seahawks weren't ready to make that move yet, thankfully, yeah. for the Bears' sake. Thank God. And as you just mentioned, the other guy on the other side of the football, CJ Stroud. I'm sure there's lots of Bears fans who haven't had a chance to watch him play a full game yet this year. Huge opportunity because that game has major playoff implications for the AFC. So, C.J. Stroud versus Russell Wilson, that game's going to be on at noon on CBS. And then it rolls right into the Fox game at 325, which is 49ers at Eagles. 
And that is essentially both teams have put together the blueprint that I think every Bears fan who is a supporter of Justin Fields, that's what you're looking at, right? How many times have we heard it? If you surround Justin Fields with enough talent, like the Eagles have done for Jalen Hurts, or the 49ers have done for Brock Purdy, what could be? Well, you get to take a look at that and see two excellent teams square off for NFC supremacy. And that game's huge because the 49ers, if they have any chance of winning the NFC home field advantage, they need to win this game. Yeah. It, it's it, this, this one now is, it, this is the battle of what the bears need to become. That's, that's really how I look at it. You said it perfectly to me, right? Like I don't, I don't want the CJ Stroud scenario where it's all on the quarterback's shoulders. Please go out there and save us week in and week out. Cause that's all we have. I want the scenario where, uh, oh, man, we lost Justin Fields. Tyson Bajan has to play. That's okay because he's going to have six seconds to stand in the pocket and deliver the football whenever he needs to because the offensive line is built. He's got a running game that's behind him that's going to be elite. Uh, there's going to be DJ. Because you know what? Quarterbacks get hurt. It's a 17-game season. Patrick Mahomes has had to use his backup quarterback at times. This is the modern NFL of 17 games. It's a long season. Things happen. Sometimes you need that guy to be able to step in. I would rather see the team that has competence at more than just the quarterback spot go out there because those are the teams that usually tend to be in the Super Bowl more often. And then, perfectly said, Pat, to conclude your Sunday, you can cap it off on NBC (laughs) Sunday Night Football with some Chiefs Packers. And we all know, of course, the what could have been door, which is Patrick Mahomes, versus what is... Interesting to Bears fans because Jordan Love is starting to play better and it has led to questions about oh who would you rather have oh boy. that have been hot and heavy on the station earlier today, Jordan Love or Justin Fields. Lewis Riddick weighed in on that, amongst other things. I do want to share what he had to say with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday about Justin Fields going forward. We'll share that with you next. Meller, Pat the Designer, in for Carmen York on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Jeff Meller, Pat the Designer, in for Carmen Yurk today as we enter into the Bears bye week. So Yurk. Got out of town, went to Florida, get some golf in. Carm is filling in for Sylvie today on Waddle and Sylvie. So you'll get your Carm fix uh, at 2 o'clock during Crosstalk. But until then, you get Meller and Pat the Designer with some Black and Abdallah as well as the guys are hanging out. The true inspiration of the Carmen and Yerko show is here, Black and Abdallah. They're they're the ones who are responsible for all the creative ideas. That all the heart. On the show. All yes. the heart? Yes. We still got all the heart? For, you know what? They're the We're first. We're called into a meeting. The, no, you guys know what it is. You, you saw it last night at the United Center. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you remove. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Two <laughs> yeah, 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 here, here comes the heart and the hustle. Oh, the heart and the hustle. Yeah, I was saying we got uh, we got uh, wow. Alex Caruso over here. Yeah. And, wow. and what was it? You? Julian Phillips got in some uh, playing time yeah. yesterday. It's a little hard and hustle. Julian Phillips. I got to yeah. be Julian Phillips. Right. Right. It's a little hard and hustle. Hope, That's what I'm saying. We're going for a Danny win. Zetterman needs to see you in his office. Yeah, for he, real. Real. He, he wants the hard and hustle. <laughs> Listen, he understands. Listen. <laughs> 
I'm just saying, you saw it last night. You guys did a hard and hustle. I said, you guys saw it last night that you see. Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, is Mel and debate Drummond. who's Zach Levine is, is between Mel your joint arm? Is, is Mel or Drummond I, then? I, I've never been able to shoot free throw, so it's very possible. <laughs> Completely unrelated, we should give uh, folks out there this piece of news. Chicago Bulls guard Zach Levine will be sidelined for one week with right foot soreness. Updates will be provided yeah. as appropriate. You wonder, yeah, you right. wonder if that might extend out more than a week as we come up on a week there. Let me. Uh, Wouldn't I, be surprised. I, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. That that feels a lot like. Hey, I'm trying to see something real quick. Uh, what do you what do you, what do you got going on the next week? Why don't you spend some time at home? Just see the kids. Ah, Bulls basketball, yeah. boy. It is. I, I can't believe you uh, spent a lot of a, a large portion of your time on that last night. I. I'm a glutton for pain. You absolutely are. I caught a little bit. Of that. I don't. We'll do that later. I don't want to go there just yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to talk about Justin Fields and Lewis Riddick bringing some interesting comments to the table yesterday on Waddle and Sylvie, as he always does when he joins the guy. The guys, he's a always a very thoughtful uh, guest whenever he joins them. You can catch the full podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. But they asked him. Specifically about Justin Fields or Jordan Love, where would he go if he had to make the choice? Well, Jordan right now is in a nice groove. He, he really is. And the thing is, Jordan has had the benefit of being able to sit and learn behind one of the best to ever do it in a system that, to me, is very well defined from week to week as far as what it is exactly philosophically they want to get accomplished. And now it doesn't always look great from week to week, and it's not maybe not going to always be consistent in terms of its execution, but I think in terms of its philosophy, it puts him in a position to continue to grow and improve. And these young guys that he's playing with right now, all those first and second-year receivers, one of the youngest groups in the NFL are all improving too. So when you take it all in its totality, yeah, I, I, would, I would take him. He would take Jordan, Jordan Love, over Justin Fields at force to choose between the two you know what if anything that bears fans should take from that uh is the consistency that jordan love has been afforded and uh with with the chicago bears let's let's not pretend like we don't look at luke getzi almost once every other week and go what the heck was that mm-hmm. hey, like the, matt, matt lafleur's system is matt lafleur's system and he's adjusted it to what jordan love can do well i think there's more designed rollouts maybe than we've ever seen in that offense, but there's supposed to be designed rollouts in that offense, and there's just a consistency to it that affords Jordan Love the ability to be able to go out there and get used to what he's seeing on a week-in and week-out basis. If anything, would I take Jordan Love over Justin Fields? No. Would I take Matt LaFleur over Luke Getzey? 110%. Because I think that... It, when, when you go into a game plan consistently and say, okay, we're going to game plan completely differently for this team than we are for this team, it just doesn't make sense. Like, yes, there are some things that we should have done differently versus the Vikings, but those things shouldn't have been, we're going to take away everything that Justin Fields wants to be or everything that we've seen him be successful at on a consistent basis. I just, to me, the, 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 the in, we, we would move on from Justin Fields if he continues to be inconsistent. We need to have that same smoke for the head coach and the offensive coordinator on this team. It's, I agree with you completely. There's no doubt that Jordan Love has been given the unique situation that very few quarterbacks are afforded to come and learn and then in his third season finally go out and play some football. Yeah. And, you know, so that is extremely rare 
in the NFL. And so, yes, we should expect to see more from Jordan Love. Even though Justin Fields is in his third year as a starter, you'd think, okay, should we have seen more from Fields? I think you're right, though. It's hard to judge because it's been, you know, so schizophrenic for him in terms of trying to learn the system. And, you know, and not only that, Luke Getze, last year they really leaned into trying to do what Justin Fields did well. This year, though, at the start of the season, the opener against the Packers, when we were on, we almost lost our minds, Pat. We could not believe what we watched in the opener and the plan of attack for the Bears and what they chose to do offensively and how it didn't in any way look like what it had looked like when they were successful last year with Justin Fields. So that was mind-boggling. Eventually, three, four weeks into the season, we got back to watching the Bears try and do and accentuate what Justin Fields does well. Yeah. But I'm with you. The problem is we need to separate that because the truth is I don't know if Justin Fields can be given a new offensive coordinator in this city. I don't know if it's realistic. I think he could. I, well, it depends on if you if you hold on to Flus. I think that's the main thing. If Flus is your head coach moving forward because the defense you, is there. Do you want that? I mean, listen, it's not about that? what I want. There's a lot of things I, I don't want what, in Like, the we're world. fans. That, that's the well, question. Yeah, is do, that something you want? Like, I don't think it's realistic to believe that Justin Fields will be given a new offensive coordinator in Chicago. He either is going to have to ball out these last five games and make it undeniable, which yeah. I think is also very unlikely just based on what we've seen. I'm not saying he can't play better. He can't yeah. play good. He can't play well. But I'd be surprised that he would play well enough over these next five games consecutively to convince this front office that they can go forward with him. We can only, here's the thing, we can only base it off of the things we've seen while he's been out there, right? And unfortunately, right, injury does work negatively. Again, should he misses four weeks. Has Justin Fields executed the game plan that they went out there and ran? I think did he, so. Did he execute 70% passing on, did, on screen passes, basically, the entire game? Did he execute what Luke Getzey sent him out there to run? Define execute, though, because there were two critical fumbles in the fourth quarter. 100%. And there were also two critical overthrows on third-down conversions to open-wide receivers that he was responsible for. Right. So as much as I disliked the game plan that Luke Getzey gave them, ultimately, if I, like, and we haven't had the chance to listen to Luke Getzey yeah, like yeah, we yeah. normally do because it's the bye week— and and this is one of those this is where it does suck that it's the bye week because this is it's going to be very difficult when Luke Getzey gets back, you know, out there in front of the press. Yeah. Next Thursday, I assume Basically. we haven't gotten the actual media availability yet. But because you're already a week plus removed, right? And I'm sure he'll be asked some it's questions about visceral. it. But yes, exactly. There's not going to be he's not going to be pressed, I wouldn't think as much coming out of the bias he would be if it was a normal work week yeah and so some of his explanations may not you know be expect you know we won't get the full breakdown that we normally would get if I it was a regular feel, work week. i just feel like with justin right the, the thing i think he's good enough to execute whatever game plan you put in front of him that to me is a good starting point for you to have as a quarterback moving forward for the chicago bears with Getzey's game plans being inconsistent, mm-hmm. we look at Fields' numbers and say, well, he only threw for 217 yards. Okay, well, uh, what happens when he throws it to Darnell Mooney and hits him in the hands and Equinamia St. Brown misses a block? Because they know 
that the screen pass is coming, and now that goes the other direction, where that's a play where, you know, for the field supporters and different things like that, they would say, well, if he makes that block, Darnell Mooney goes all the way to the house, Justin Fields throws for over 300 yards. Then we're bringing in air yards. Then we're, like, every game, over the last five weeks that he's played, We've talked about Justin Fields going out there and executing the game plan are you, are you counting, and the ball being taken out of his hand. Are you counting the first Vikings game? The half of the first Vikings game. Okay, he I'll was take, horrible. Right? He was horrible in that one. Yeah, that, was, that was a bad game. Yeah. That was a bad game. Starting center, not out there. But that was a bad game. I, and I'm, I'm willing to say horrible game on Justin Fields' part. But when, to me, when I look at Justin, I see a guy that can execute what his coach is telling him. I don't see a guy that can elevate above what his coaches are telling him. And I think that that's one thing where you have to decide, okay, do we want to continue to let that develop and hopefully he one day becomes that, or do you move on from that right now? He's Pat the Designer. I'm Jeff Miller. We'll take a quick call in before we take a quick timeout. Let's try Matt and Streamwood. Matt, what's going on, bud? Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my phone call. And well-deserved week off for both of you. Thank you. Uh, may I ask you both regarding – I heard Mr. Riddick on yesterday. I, like I always said, I always opine for that guy. That guy is a great knowledge and he's just a national pundit and that he he's seeing the, the the field and he's seen Justin Fields and mm-hmm. he's seeing like Luke Gutz and he's asking the questions, you know, like when that Waddle and Slippy asked him, like, would you rather have Jordan Love or or uh Justin Fields? And I just said the same thing too, is that if Mr. Riddick is asking the serious questions of why does it look different when Tyson Bajant's in there than it does Justin Fields and he's a national pundit, like our GM and our head coach don't even ask that same question to Luke Getze. And it just, for me, like, does Luke Getze wish that he goes back to be Jordan, with Jordan Love? Like, I know that was his quarterback in college, and they hired mm-hmm. him on Green Bay because of that. And maybe he just opines because it was just, maybe he's in over his head because the offensive coordinator position, there's only 32 of them in the NFL. And he just, he thought he can maybe, you know, break Justin, Habit, Justin Fields of his habits of fumbling a football or going through his progressions. And it, it just doesn't seem like there's a trust between either of them. So just saying for them, like, do you think Luke Getzey wishes he'd go back to Green Bay just to be with Jordan Love because he just sees so much more potential in Jordan Love than he does Justin Fields because Justin Fields just does not have that, the, you know, like he can't throw the ball down the field on a consistent base and then go through the progression and get the field, you know, score yeah. the touchdowns. No, it's, where it just comes so much easier for, for Jordan Love. It's a good point, Matt. I think, and if anybody listened to the Riddick interview, they heard – Waddle posed that question specifically to Lewis Riddick. You know, it's trust on both sides. Yeah. Justin Fields not necessarily trusting the calls that are coming in that you've pointed out, being yeah. frustrated by that. And then at the same time, Luke Getze calling the place he's calling because he doesn't trust that Justin Fields, as somebody seeing the field, can digest the information and make the correct decisions. It, it's, it's a fair question, Matt. We'll never get the answer. I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles do know yeah. Luke Getzey's true feelings, right? And it just may not be, though, the true feelings that a lot of Bears fans want to believe. Well, and I think, listen, you have, to, you have to make the call on who that guy is, right? Who's the number one? Who's, who's more important, Luke Getzey or Justin Fields moving forward? Well, and there's a lot that goes into that decision yeah. that we'll talk about. 312-332-3776. Meller, Pet the Designer, in for Carmen York on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. No, no, no. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Home. Our name is Jeff Meller, Pat the Designer, in for Carm and Yurk today. Carm is in with Waddle later on. 
We'll cross talk with those guys around two o'clock today. Taking your calls right now, 312-332-3776. Talking, of course, about the Bears, even though it is the Bears bye week. And uh, the Jordan Love versus Justin Fields conversation has definitely picked up some steam. So we're having it with the folks out there. Let's check in with somebody who is in, residing in enemy territory. Robert, who is in Green Bay, joins us here on ESPN Chicago. What's up, Rob? How you guys doing? How you doing, Pat? Good, man. How What's you happening, doing, Robert? How you feeling, man? Nothing. I, I'm feeling okay. I'm, I don't listen to all the ne- negativities of these clowns that want to clown our team. What? Because Are you Howard, a Bears fan, Robert? I'm 100% just from Chicago on the south just, side. Just wanted to confirm since you're calling from Green Bay. Yeah, no. I listen to, you know, I got to deal with these Packer fans because there's more Bear fans in Green Bay than uh, Packer fans. But my theory is you cannot sit here and, you know, predict, predict okay, who's better, Justin Fields or Jordan Love, because both of them didn't, didn't start, you know, their careers when they got drafted. Jordan Love had to sit for three years. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields was on a bad team of our beloved Bears, and you cannot you cannot do that. Just just say hypothetically, Justin Fields falls off for the last five games, okay? He can throw, he's a pocket passer, he can run. What my problem is, I've been seeing, is the Detroit game is where I get upset. Yeah. Okay, you you're in the fourth quarter and it's four minutes left on the clock. Okay, one one play you're going to run. Okay, you're going to get no yards. Okay, let's do a bootleg. Let's get Justin Field the ball and run him out. Yeah, because he's a he's a he's a Michael Vick, you know, type quarterback. And I heard Cam and I believe Cam. Make it simple. Don't make it hard for them. Yeah. Make it simple. Okay. And I, you know, I watched the Monday night game too, and I seen what happened to the screens when we were doing in the preseason, and then week one comes, we didn't see no screen passes. Uh, we've seen yeah. we've seen too many of them this year, Robert. For my like, yeah, I'll tell you that. I, listen, Appreciate you, Robert. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no. There's, it's frustrating, but again, I think it's you know, this is where. There's a little, bit, there's some disagreement between what Pat believes and yeah. what I believe, and, yeah. and I think this is where a lot of people come down. Is how this much is Chicago? Now. Yeah, how much of you know he Justin Fields is very polarizing, and I like him as a player. I yeah, want yeah. him to succeed. I'm though starting to because I truly believe the Bears would be much better off if they could take what's likely to be the first overall pick and move that asset for more assets, yes. and then surround Justin Fields with. Great players. I think that would be best for the franchise if they could do that confidently. I personally, though, just believe that you're, you've probably at this point with only five games left. I think they've probably I think Ryan Pulse has run out of time for that. And, and others don't agree with me on that. I think that's the part. And that that is I think that's where most of this conversation stems from. Right. Like if Ryan Pulse doesn't take a quarterback now, he's he's all of a sudden on the clock. Ryan Poles is not drafted poorly. Like I guess the wide receiver position we can question. That's probably the biggest one. But like he hasn't done things to set this franchise back. He's Certainly done not. things to move this franchise forward. Why do we believe that, one, with the McCaskies here, all of a sudden Ryan Poles is going to be on the hot seat next year if he doesn't find – if Caleb Williams or one of those guys becomes an elite quarterback? 
I think we would say that this year if Darnell Wright didn't look like he could be an all-pro player. Pat, here's the thing, though. Ryan Poles' best move yeah. as a general manager, trading last year's first overall pick for DJ Moore, right. the ninth overall pick, which they traded down to 10 for right. Darnell Wright, along with another first-round pick next year. And again, additional picks as well, a third and a second, I believe, as well. All the assets he's got, that great move actually may be the reason he has more heat on him than ever before because they they chose not to take C.J. Stroud, right. which I'm, I was fine with at the time, right? But the way he's playing, it makes it a little bit uncomfortable because you have to explain why you didn't watch C.J. Stroud. And now, next year... You're gonna. Ha- it looks like a shot at either Caleb Williams or Drake May, right? And so, because he made that excellent move, he's going to have to have the decision: Do I want to move on from Justin Fields, or can I actually stand pat and build around him and pass on another quarterback? Without right. again, I don't care how convinced he is. Nobody truly knows if Caleb Williams or Drake May are going to be great. No. Listen, I, I, I want you, to, I want to know why there's not more conversation around Jaden Daniels. I've been asking that for the last couple of weeks. Like he's Listen, he's one that I'm like, can we get him like later in the round? Like fair. we go get somebody. But Bo Nix, Michael Penix, I, I as just Abdallah mentioned. I, I just and it's it's not a maybe he is on the hot seat, but I don't see how in this situation where I think we've moved forward from where he was, where this team was when he got here, when he showed up, we had no draft capital, we had no money. Now we've got all the money in the world, and we have nothing but draft capital, and we're seeing development of young players starting to move in the right direction. Tyree Stevenson, uh, Javon Dexter yeah. finally getting yeah. on board with Montez look, Sweat. Look right, like you're seeing guys that he picked, TJ Edwards, he, TJ well, Edwards, good, good money spent. guys that he signed be successful. Why do we believe that he doesn't pick a quarterback? What if he picks another an All Pro left tackle next year, and now you've got a left tackle and a right tackle and everything's too simple for Justin Fields to mess up oh, because that's the listen. that's the decision-making that's happening out in San Fran. Now, look, that was when you have a Kyle Shanahan, right? You got to find Kyle Shanahan. Absolutely. That, that's, that's really, I think if there's a hot seat on anything for Ryan Poles, it's for the fact that there is, I don't believe that you pick the right head coach. Mm-hmm. I think you picked a heck of a defensive coordinator. Yes. But I don't believe that you picked the right head I, coach. And I agree with you on that. And now it's going to be, I think it'll probably be an uncomfortable conversation that Ryan Poles is going to have to have with his boss, Kevin Warren. Yeah. Do you move forward with Matt Eberflus? Can you truly believe that he's the guy after two seasons that he could lead you? Even if you are convinced he's a great, loyal guy yeah. and he told us, you know, he espoused prophetically how much he, how much, how good a guy Matt Eberflus was, what he sees inside Hallis Hall day in and day out. Yeah. But are you going to stake your reputation to him? Yeah. I mean... If I were Kevin Warren, I'd be like, why? You really think that he's going to be the guy? Plenty more conversation to come. We want to talk about that with you. Full phone lines, 312-332-3776. I'm Jeff Meller. He's Pat the Designer. In for Carmen York on ESPN 1000.